are tuned in to the Bridal Extravaganza podcast. For over 35 years, we've helped engaged couples in Southeast Texas plan their dream weddings. You can learn from the millions of couples who've come before you. On this podcast, we'll introduce you to the wedding and event professionals who can make your dreams come true. Wedding and event planning can be easy and fun. Stay tuned. Okay, well, Rachel, thank you for joining us today. The purpose of our podcast is to give some background and some insight into your business so that people can know what you do and that if they want to work with you, that they'll be able to contact you. And we just thank you for this time. But let's start out, if you don't mind, giving me a little history of your business. Take me back. You weren't always a wedding planner. What were you doing briefly before that? And then how did you start this business? Okay, um, so... Before I began wedding planning um, full-time um, or event planning full-time, I um, was a IT co- consultant um, for um, a healthcare IT company. And um, I did that um, for about two years. Um, and I, I've, I've kind of been in the wedding event industry for a while. I, I like to say I grew up in it because my mom... Um, own her own catering company. And oh, okay. That's interesting. Are you a chef? Uh, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, but um, I grew up around the business. Um, so I was, I attended a lot of events. I was a part of a lot of events growing up. Um, so that kind of um, is what inspired me to want to be in the wedding and events industry. Um, so, so I, so after college, um, I already knew I wanted to start my business, but um, I wanted to start my business, but um, I wanted to get more experience. So I started off um, coordinating at venues. Um, I was able to get a job at Bridal Extravaganza. Um, I actually interned for Bridal Extravaganza while I was in college. So, um, so I still had a relationship with Bridal Extravaganza. So that was really awesome to go back after I graduated and still try to get some more experience. And um, then eventually I went into another direction and doing that for some time, I came back to my passion of wedding planning and that's where I am now. So I am doing wedding and event planning full-time, event planning for Bridal Stravaganza and wedding planning, wedding and event planning for myself for my own business. And did you write a business plan or did you have any goals or how did you know that it was time to leave the, the other job that sounded more corporate and didn't sound like event and then jump back into events full time? Um, so I already had like a business background. So I started, I studied marketing, um, in college. Um, and I just kind of having the passion, I, to, for weddings and events. Um, I now just, it, while I was in college, I already knew that I wanted to have my own business. So I was already planning at that time on how to um, start my business and create a business plan. So while I was in college, I did my business plan while I was in college. I, I never really, like, um, I never really, um, what am I trying to say? I'm n- I never really executed it until I was, I, I'm, I became more experienced. Mm-hmm. So it was, the foundation was there, 
Um, but as I became more experienced and um, being able to work in other companies and seeing how they ran their business is what made me really go back to my business plan and refine um, diff different, refine what I, I had created when I, while I was in college. I think that you raised such a good point. You know, uh, some people write business plans and then never read them. Some people need them just because maybe they're going to get an investor and the investor needs to know. But the business plan, I've always thought that it's a very dynamic document. And so it's always changing. So that would make total sense that you would work somewhere and you would see tweaks. But I like to hear that you would go back to it again and again, because it can be like a roadmap or a foundation and it'll constantly change. Um, but that's good. I mean, we definitely would recommend that everybody have a business plan, even if it's as simple as writing something on a napkin, like this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. And obviously we wish it would be way more than that. But I mean, it's a start. So it's good to hear that they had you do that in college. Now, did you do that as part of a class or did you just take that among, upon yourself to write a business plan? Um, I, I took, well, I had took a lot of different classes, you know, you know, being a business degree, um, being a, a business student, um, I took different classes and I, just because I already knew that's what I wanted to do. So I would take bits and pieces from my classes and add it, you know, add that information to, you know, to my business plan. But overall, what helped me put my business plan together um, was this organization called like the Small Business Association Organization of our campus. Um, so I, I went there, I went to their office um, and told them I wanted to create a business plan and they gave me the tools and resources to get started. Um, so that's- That that's, is that, great. I'm so glad to hear that. Like that's what they should be doing on college campuses. That yeah. is wonderful news. Um, do you know, could you state for us, what is the mission of your company? The mission of my company um, is to create events to inspire, um, and also be able to um, plan all types of cultural events. Um, we do a lot of Nigerian events and um, we want to be able to um, plan all different cultures, um, all different ethnicities. Um, so that's our overall mission. Great. And have you had an aha moment? And a lot of people will say, oh, that's when this hit me or, you, you know, you may not have, because I don't know, you know, you're young, but many people have had an aha moment. And I was wondering if you have. Um, I have actually, because um, I think actually going into like, you know, you asking me about my mission and um, doing, my, part of my mission is to do all types of different um, cultures. I think I went into my business wanting to do every culture except my own. Um, <laughs> because, um, I've always been around my people and my community. This is a podcast, you know, so people can't see you. So I don't, what culture are you referring to? Oh, sorry. So I am Nigerian. Okay. So, okay. And then there, there must be very big, um, elaborate weddings with lots yes. of, okay. Gotcha. So you okay. didn't want to do those? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's, you know, it sounds crazy, but um, remember I said that my mom owned her own catering business. So a lot of her clientele was um, Nigerian, um, the Nigerian community. And, you know, so I just wanted to kind of do something different, um, break out of that. Um, and just so it won't be, I'm just only catering to my, my community. But it turns out that that's 
actually the majority of the weddings that I plan today it, are um, the Nigerian um, community. So I guess that's my aha moment. Even though like um, I was trying to run away from, from- Yeah, that's really funny. That's interesting. So um, I would think that people would think you had a lot of experience in that, especially helping your mom for many, many, many years and that they would feel comfortable that you would do their traditions properly, like execute right. you know, their traditions the way and probably have to explain their traditions to them. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Right, yeah. Well, good, that's, that's very, very interesting. Um, so what is something that is working for you right now? And that could be a software that you use, a strategy that you use, um, you know, we should mention, we love to make our podcast as evergreen as possible, but we are um, taping this during COVID-19. You can't act like it's not here. So um, Zoom, you know, I, I don't know that I was ever on a Zoom call before. Now this might be my 50,000th Zoom call. Mm -hmm. So um, is there something that's working for you right now, whether it be some reaction to COVID that you've had or just something that you found that's working in your business? Um, what I found that's working for me right now is the software that I use to manage all my events. I use Owl Planner and I love it. Um, it keeps me so organized and I, I believe my, my clients, my, my brides love it as well because they, like, they get to see everything. They get to see everything that's going on. They get to see their budget anytime they want. Um, they, their, their vendor contact list is all in one place. Their timeline is easy to access. And then also we don't get um, um, overwhelmed with emails because like our messaging system, um, the back and forth is all done through our planner. So I love it. It keeps me organized. Um, you can imagine always, you know, receiving quotes, proposals, emails from vendors, um, back and forth, you know, with different clients that sometimes, you know, emails you can try to organize with folders and everything but it's still a lot and things get lost but with our planner everything is always in one place and so that's one thing that i really love right now that is and, and then it's free to my bride so sometimes um when brides first when they get first engaged they're looking for a way to stay organized and have everything you know together and um it's it's your wedding planning book on a website, really. Um, so, and it's, it's, it's free to my brides. I offer it free to my brides. And yeah, so I would say the tool that I'm using the most right now is um, Owl Planner and Zoom. Zoom is something, of course, with COVID-19. Um, I'm really grateful for there to be a platform where since I can't meet in person with my clients, we'll just have Zoom calls yeah and are people comfortable with that i mean are people saying that's not enough i still want to meet with you or zoom is is fitting the bill for them i, I think zoom is people are comfortable with zoom um even before COVID 19 i was using zoom i um some of my brides you know like i have some that are in the medical field and their 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 um schedules are kind of um like you know they have crazy schedules you know, maybe they always work nights. And so, um, you know, I have to, you know, get them at a certain time. So they'll, they'll just be like, can I just, you know, hop on a quick, you know, phone conference? Is that okay? Or a video call? Is that okay? And I'm like, sure. I have to okay. be flexible for my clients. So yes. Yeah. 
cool. How do you stay on top of trends in your industry? Um, so there's no way that you cannot have, you know, be a part of social media. And I'll say social media teaches me a lot every day. Um, so being on top of trends is keeping up with like your Instagram account. Um, because a lot of brides, they do pay attention to hashtags mm -hmm. and they find a lot of vendors they find a lot of things that they like through hashtags. So um, I've learned that I have to stay atop of, you know, being, stay atop of my social media accounts and being on, not only just having an account, but also being active and um, um, looking at the feed and seeing what's going on. So I would say keeping up with trends definitely um, through social media. So speaking of social media, what are some of your favorite, I mean, you mentioned Instagram. I think that that's probably number one for the wedding industry. Would you say, is there anything else that you think is important and how much time do, in a week should a business be spending on social media? Besides Instagram, I would say Facebook. Really? Yeah, Facebook. Um, for business, at least, I think, you know, for business, Instagram and Facebook, everything else could be a leisure. Some may use Twitter, but um, I think for the wedding and events industry, brides tend to look more at Facebook and Instagram. And then um, your, 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 the second part of your question. How much time do you think a business should spend on social media per week? Oh, okay. Um, so I can admit that social media can be overwhelming. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, I kind of put a limit for myself so I don't, cause I know I, I, I can get distracted and just be on social media, like for a good longer than I would like to be. And so, um, on my phone, I actually put a limit for social media. So whenever, what is, what is the limit? So right now my limit is 30 minutes. <laughs> and that's a day. And that's a day. Okay. So um, 30 minutes, I would say maximum an hour, you know, to be productive for myself. And, um, and so whenever I am on social media is for business purposes. Um, I do have a personal account, but I don't, you know, so I'm productive in other areas. Um, I just make sure I lim limit myself and not be on social media too much. And when I am, is strictly for business. So when, can you walk us through that? So if you're gonna limit 30 minutes, that's not a lot, how do you stay focused? How do you know what to do? Like, what are you doing for those 30 minutes? So, um, so fortunately enough, I, ha I ha have a software where I can schedule my posts. So that's not taken into my 30 minutes. So 30 minutes is me actually like looking at my feed, liking, commenting, reading a comment. Um, so that's how I'm utilizing that time. Um, so I think it is, you know, good for any company to have a, um, Instagram scheduler or social media scheduler of some type. Um, one example is later, um, and schedule your posts and you can just take, you know, if you're going to say, um, uh, maybe a day, a week to just schedule for, for the following week or for however long you want, like maybe a month at a time. Um, and then during the day. I use that 30 minutes to like, you know, get updated, you know, if my check on the post that was scheduled or um, comments that I would have received. And yeah. Um, what would you say to a business owner out there that says, Rachel, I agree. 
I should be doing all this, but I never even know what to post. Like, where should they start? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I won't, first of all, I feel your pain because finding content and putting together content is not easy. Um, I will say that there are alternatives. If you feel like you can't do it yourself, there are tools like Fiverr and Upwork where you can probably hire somebody for really for a really reasonable amount um, um, and they can just do it for you. They can do the work for you if you feel like you can't do it yourself. Um, not everybody is an expert at social media. And, um, and so, but I started off in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of content, I didn't have a lot of um, pictures to post. And that was the thing that made me reluctant to even like, be on social media because I'm like I don't have I don't you know like I don't want to seem like I only have I've only planned one or two weddings you know so it was really scary for me um but I started off by doing like royalty free images finding royalty free images on um you know on you know on the on the web and and then also now um what is going to help me I just um I kind of rebranded uh this um the last couple of weeks and um, the person who helped me with my rebranding actually created some templates. So finding templates um, that goes with like the theme that you're trying to have for your Instagram and do other things that fill in space. So you don't always only have to post pictures. You can now post a quote one day and use a, temp use a template for a quote. Or um, you know, if you wanna do a promotion, so I feel like I have now have more content, um, not necessarily more pictures. I do have now a more of a gallery, more of a portfolio, um, but now I'm gonna be filling in a lot of my posts with um, templates. Um, yeah, oh, that's nice, that's nice. Um, uh, you don't have to say your age, but can you tell us if you are a millennial or not? I'm a millennial. Okay. Well, again, you know, our viewers don't, our readers, our readers, our viewers, our listeners don't know that. All right. So people listening to this podcast might not be millennials, but mainly the clientele are millennials still. So do you have any tips for working with millennials? Um, yes. Working with millennials. Okay. Um, they... I would say we, you can change it to we. <laughs> we um everything at now is um we're very tech savvy as I'm sure you guys know. So we're very tech savvy. So nowadays maybe texting and emailing is better than calling. Okay. Um so you know I've noticed that a lot of my brides like to um, Instagram DM me <laughs> okay. instead of actually messaging me or you know or calling me so I'm getting used to that where I'm just texting them um, to get a, a faster response um, can you go back to real quick in your aisle planner when you're communicating there is there a texting option in aisle planner um, it's more of uh, kind of like more of like a comment option so are you texting them and saying, hey, go to Aisle Planner, I just sent you something? Or how are you organizing your text with your, with your software? So, um, so the com once you comment, make a comment to something. So let me give you an example. Like, say we're talking about a venue and that venue is a contact 
in our planner you now make a comment on that venue through our planner that um the client will get a notification in their email so they okay. could actually respond to that comment directly through email or they can click on the link and go to it takes you back to our planner but if you're texting them, then that's completely outside of your software. And then you'd have to go back in and record it if, if you felt you needed to save it. Yeah. So then another thing, sorry. So another platform that I do use is WhatsApp. Uh -huh. I, make, um, I make a group chat for all my clients. Um, I find that easier to, um, to have, uh, like then, you know, to have instead of having text message, because I feel like, oh, I, like I have personal um, right. Oh, there's a lot of things going on in your text inbox for sure. Exactly. So WhatsApp, I'm, I can easily just, okay, that's business related. And then you can also upload documents on WhatsApp. You can do video call on WhatsApp. So there's so many different things you can do. So I tend to make um, chats for my clients. So that's an alternative to if they really need to talk to me about something, if it's urgent um, or needs my attention now, they tend to message me on WhatsApp. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's one tip. Are there any other tips for working with millennials? Um, hmm. Not at the moment. I can't. Okay. That's no problem. No problem. How about, um, think about a brand new entrepreneur. You know, you just meet someone and they say, I work at the Hilton, but I'm, you know, I want to be an event planner and you know, maybe I've written my business plan. Maybe it's halfway done. Uh, what would be your advice to that new budding entrepreneur who has some experience? Okay, my advice would be just do it. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I've learned that like I can write it down. I can make so many lists. I can say that's my goal. That's my goal. I want to do it, but nothing gives or nothing happens until you make the first move and I'll say just even little steps is a step like it's a step towards you accomplishing that goal and so my advice is just go ahead and go for it um, if you feel like you um, don't know like you feel like you don't know how to get started try to go ahead and do research and try to get a mentor um, and somebody who has done it before don't be afraid to ask people who are already established how did you get started um they started from somewhere too so go ahead and um just go out there and just go for it don't hold don't hold back when you when you second guess yourself you're not going to ever get you're not going to ever get started you're never going to ever do it or accomplish it so my advice is just go out there get started and you can do it i'm i'm you already have you've already done half of the work by coming up with the idea like having the imagination for it so now you just need to actually put it into action awesome awesome well how can our listeners reach you um, so you can reach me um, on Instagram and on Facebook. Our Instagram is Inspired Wed Events. And um, you can reach us on Facebook as well at Inspired Wed Events. Or you can email us at info at inspiredeventsco.com. Or you can call us at 832-886-6879. That's 832-886-6879. So can you, I know, you know, when you're going to come on a podcast, I don't know if you had certain ideas about what you might say. Is there anything that you feel I missed or anything that you feel like you just wouldn't be settled with if, if you didn't say it? 
Um, uh, well, um, I just like how I said, just go ahead and do it. I've never done anything like this before, so I did not know what to expect. Oh, well, see, you did a great job. See, I, I thought for sure this will, well, you know, you have all that practice on Zoom. So it's kind of like Zoom, we're just recording it, right? So of course. Yeah. Well, listen, we really appreciate it. We wish you, of course, all the success with your entrepreneurial endeavors. And I know that the brides that hire you make the right decision. I know that they're very happy about that. So we thank you for joining us and we wish you tons of success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Are you an entrepreneur or small business owner who depends on the wedding industry to make a living? If so, you are invited to join over 350 regional companies at the Bridal Extravaganza Show in Houston, Texas. At our two-day live event, you'll meet face-to-face -face with engaged couples who are ready to book your product or service. Log on to bridalextravaganza.com to learn more about our upcoming events.